everybody. My name is Therese Paler. This is the Therese Paler Show, presented by Bud Light, official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. So, hey, it is what it is. Now, here are your hosts, show, Vern, and Yahoo NFL writer, Therese Paler. Live from Nick and Jake's 135th, it is the Therese Paler Show, presented by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Therese, great to have you out here. How'd this weekend treat you, man? Fantastic, man. I had the opportunity to watch 1-5 go out mm. there, start dealing a little Woo. bit. Six touchdowns. <laughs> He's making my 2017 all-juice team look real good. Well, your latest piece on Yahoo Sports, yahoosports.com, was on the aforementioned Patrick Mahomes. And obviously the statistics jump out at you, but what in particular, as you wrote about, what in particular stood out to you about 15's performance? It's not just the fact that he threw six touchdowns. It's not just the fact that he's thrown 10 touchdowns to open the season in two weeks, the most of any quarterback in NFL history. It's what he did Sunday and who he did it against Mm. and how he did it. Let's start with who he did it against. I was the Chiefs beat writer for five years, okay? I've seen some manhandlings take place during those five years. First by the Broncos, the team I saw punk the Chiefs regularly for two straight years until they manned up, right? Yes, right, sir. show, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I also saw the Steelers, punk. a team that I kept seeing the Chiefs get punked by. And you know what? They decided to break out of it when I'm no longer covering them. But how, <laughs> I will say this, the fact that they were able to outscore the Steelers in a shootout the Steelers, the team that, let's remember, blew them out in primetime in 2016, embarrassed them in the divisional round in January 2017 by beating them at home without a touchdown. Not one. Right? And then last week, last year, I think we forget this. I'm telling you guys right now, when the Chiefs lost to the Steelers last October, do you guys remember that that was the start of a stretch where they lost six or seven games? Yes, sir. They got beat up so physically in that game, so thoroughly. They were never the same for two months. So the fact that they were able to outscore the Steelers on the road against a historical NFL team in a place they hadn't won since 1986, the fact Mahomes did that, that matters. And because I'm tied into the tape, I still cover the Chiefs, even though I have to cover 31 of the teams now. I'll tell you exactly why that mattered, that he did it against the Steelers. On the field, the Steelers use a lot of fire zone blitzes, right? That's where you rush five guys, and then, like, either defensive lineman or an edge rusher drops into coverage. It's really, really difficult to predict. It's really, really difficult even for veteran quarterbacks, like, say, Alex Smith. Alex Smith's numbers against the Pittsburgh Steelers weren't bad. No, they weren't bad, but they did not belie the true performance. They confused him enough that he spent all year last year looking, you know, he he spent all year looking, you know, throwing downfield and keeping his eyes up. But anytime he faced the Steelers, those blisters confused him to the point where he missed guys open downfield. But what happened yesterday? The Steelers tried to blitz him. And they didn't just try man blitzes. They didn't just try zone blitz. They tried the fire zone blitzes, right? And those fire zone blitzes did not work against Mahomes. You know why? He doesn't care if there's a rusher coming. He keeps his eyes downfield because he's going to beat you with the gun and he's going to beat you with his brain. He can elude guys. He can throw from different platforms. And what I mean by that is sidearm at weird angles. He'll get the ball where he needs to get it downfield, tough routes. 
And when you have a quarterback that can do that, which is the hardest thing, the hardest thing for defense in the NFL to defend against, really it's indefensible, it is the ultimate equalizer. It is the ultimate weapon. Even great defense have a problem with quarterbacks that can pull throws from their tails like that. And that's what was so special about it. Uh, and you, you talked about the punking nature of the Steelers. I spent all week saying, even as much as important as a win would be, seeing the Chiefs, especially in the trenches, their offensive, defensive right. lines, not the Eric Fisher in particular, a guy that I've been very, very hard on. That final drive where they said the Steelers knew they had to run the ball and they got and they got 10 yards and seems like they could have picked up another first down if they wanted to. That showed a ton to me. But to get to get with the, the the Mahomes thing you're talking about, we've been hearing around here. So, hey guys, just stop talking about Alex Smith. Stop mentioning Alex Smith. I don't think that's I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think that's a horrible thing. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> comparing and seeing what Alex Smith did compared to this offense is key. And to understanding why this offense is as much more successful right. this year okay. than it is before. It's nothing wrong with it. You're it's not okay. killing Alex. You're there just, is no killing of no, Alex. No, you're just hey, seeing. Go find somebody that's been more um, understanding of Alex Smith, that's been more supportive, to be quite honest. I'll say it of Alex Smith because I thought he got a bad rap. Alex Smith is a good NFL quarterback. Patrick Mahomes could be special. Patrick Mahomes could be an all-pro. Patrick Mahomes could be an MVP. And let me tell you something. What I'm saying right now, I guarantee you the Chiefs don't want me saying that. They don't want me getting the hype thing going any more than it has. But the fact of the matter is the men in that building over there at Arrowhead know what I'm saying is mm. true. They know because I told people have told me and people across the league, I can now tell you, okay, because I cover the whole league are starting to realize that's true. This guy is different. And as long as he doesn't get hurt, as long as – he stays on a straight and narrow, and that's not really a problem. Everybody loves the kid. I'm just saying yeah. the only thing that can, like, derail a guy like this are injuries or himself. And he's got such a great support system. His, I mean, his godfather's Latroy Hawkins, who's a, who played baseball for 15 years. His daddy played baseball for 15 years. Like, those guys know what it takes to be a pro. And I know I'm talking a lot here, but I really want the fans here to appreciate what might be coming because you haven't had it in 40 years which is like a homegrown, truly special quarterback that other franchises look at and say, God, I wish I had that guy. Because yep. let me tell you, as a Lions fan, mm. would I trade Matt Stafford for Pat Mahomes right now? You bet it. You bet I would. I'd do it right now. Let's go. You can have him. Let's go. Andre Ware and Rodney Pete, Mike no, no, McMahon. Got him and I, and I'm not even – look, I'm not even – I'm just – I am not know why you got to do that. Man. Bro, I'm not even <laughs> throwing shade at Matt Stafford. Stafford's oh, a right. If Matt Stafford had the Andrew, best they had since if, if Matt Stafford Lane. had Andy Reid as his head coach, right. Matt Stafford would have won an MVP by now. And let's okay. stay there on yeah. that. Oh, Matt Stafford's a good quarterback. No doubt. Stay there with that because that, that marriage, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, that and matters. these weapons, I mean, that combination, That's right. I don't know if any quarterbacks ever stepped into something like this. There, had, there has been, but not a young quarterback. And this sounds crazy, I know. And I'm not saying that these – but as far as weapons go, I wrote this in my column. Well, I, I think, think I know where you're going here. I'm, it's a little greatest show on turfsish. I think yes. I'm not lying, and they got a better tight end than the Rams had. Yeah. Now they don't have a generational tailback. Marshall Falk yeah, was sure. amazing. And yeah, they Marshall, sure as hell right. don't have the, the left tackle. Right. They, <laughs> they sure as hell don't have Orlando. I know that much. Oh, but you, hey, show you know. I'm glad that you mentioned offensive line. You know what we're not doing anymore. 
We're not talking about how. All of a sudden, we really haven't talked about the offensive line that much, have we? Have we talked about some of these little things that have come back to bite him? No, because the quarterback with the gun that throws from different platforms and throws people open when he shouldn't be able to is the exact thing that makes up for everything. It's the ultimate eraser. Because we're not talking about the offensive lines run blocking. We're not talking about their pass protection. We're not talking about their penalty. No, we're talking about the guy who can make all that up with one throw. Does he, and that kind of a talent, does it offset the importance of the offensive does. line? Does it offset the importance of wide receivers? It, not necessarily. Re- it can. He Look, put it this way. Okay, so first thing, Patrick Mahomes' ability to throw people open will make any receiver look decent, right? right? Like, I was watching this guy in camp last year. Go pull the tapes. Pull the tapes from my interviews with this station where I said, Yo, this guy is making, like, Marcus Kemp look good. Mm, like, yeah, this guy is making Garrett Dieter look good. There's no shade at those guys. But, like, when you're the fourth-team receiver and you're making diving catches against the first-string defense, and it's not just you, it's the other guy, too, oh, that means it's ball placement, baby. You ain't okay? He had me thinking Shontavious <laughs> Jones could be right, a member right, right, right. <laughs> it, it ain't just ball. It's not just that. Um, so, look, he, yes, he can make receivers look better, but when you give him this kind of this kind of this these kind of weapons, all of a sudden you throwing six touchdowns in a game. And here's why: I tell I would not only tell you that he'll make everyone look better. I will tell you how he negates the offensive line. Here's how: a quarterback like this that can throw 60 yards downfield, combined with Tyreek Hill, who's faster than anybody on defense. What does that mean? How do you stop that? Well, you can't play safeties up there. Right, right. So where are your safeties at? 15 yards, right? At, at least. 20, right. There's at. always somebody who has to be a count. 20. What does that do? That takes one guy out the mix completely against the run, at least one, and that takes another guy that, that takes that same guy out the mix on crossing routes, slants, um, comebacks, that kind of thing, to the other side and middle part of the field. Potential blitzer. Now, what happens when you have Sammy Watkins? Sammy Watkins can take you deep, and you're pretty scared of Sammy Watkins if your second corner stinks. And guess what? There are a lot of second corners in the NFL that stink right now. So guess what? You're playing a heck of a lot of two deep, aren't you? Okay? What does that mean when you play two deep? You guys play Madden, I'm sure. People out there play Madden. Guess what that means? Even count boxes. What's an even count box? All right, let's say you got eye formation. You got seven guys to block. You got the five offensive linemen, the tight end, and the fullback, right? Seven guys to block. If you're playing cover two, right, that means you got four defensive backs. They're in coverage. In the box, you got seven guys to block seven because none of the other guys, because the safeties can't come down and cheat. I don't care if you ran Rockhurst offensive line out there with an even count box. You're going to be able to get some yards in the NFL, okay? Listen, you got – look, even count boxes mean – it's, it's the mecca for running games when you got Kareem Hunt. It's the mecca. Something is always open. And teams can't be as creative with, blitz, with blitzes. It's everything. That's why quarterbacks are going to get paid. That's why quarterbacks are paid $35 million a year. That's why somebody's about to make $200 million a year that's a quarterback. That's why this is the most important position on the field. And that's exactly why this guy, if he can just keep developing, has a chance to completely change the nature of the ceiling of this offense. Yeah, I, I think everything you just talked about is this is what you dream about when you get a franchise quarterback, mm-hmm. that he can offset 
so much. Right. Like Rodgers does. Offsets so much. Rodgers, who has running back, wide receivers as running backs. Right. Or they haven't had an offensive line since he's been there, it feels like. An offset defense. I just didn't know Pat was going to be able to do that this so quickly. Fast, right. right. Week that's two a, that's, that, that's the part where I was thrown off by. And let me also say this. You don't have to win this way. This is the hardest way to win. Right. To yeah. find this guy, yeah. that's the hardest way to win. Right. The reason we were nitpicking the offensive line so much is that if you don't have that, you better build San Francisco's offensive line for yeah. 2012. Joe Staley, Alex Boone, okay, um, Anthony Davis. You better be able to move some people up front. See the Your tight end with, better be able to block. There's the a big difference. Yeah. There's see a the big difference with that. Right. Yeah. There's a big difference, isn't it? So, um, look, man, Chiefs fans – I am. I'm not gonna act like you guys won the Super Bowl this year. I'm really worried about the defense. Okay, there's some reason to be scared about this defense, but and I think it's gonna come back to bite you at some point. I, I think you might have a three, four game losing streak when teams figure out Mahomes and your defense can't stop anybody. But what I will say is this: this is an amazing, amazing young offensive core. Everybody's in their mid to late twenties. Brett Veach has the entire off season to fix the defense. The entire off season. And he'll have money to do it, too. I'm going to probably like, – the, the Chiefs are going to be a lot of people's Super Bowl favorites in 2019 as long as Mahomes plays mm. all 16 games this year. Much more on that Chiefs defense at 130. Your oh, chance God. to take on Therese at 145. So text in your questions right now. Text line 69306. Also on Twitter at Therese Paler at 610 Sports KC. But when we get back, we look around the NFL and find out if the Steelers are finished. That's next. The Therese Paler Show, presented by Bud Light, official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Right back at it with the Therese Paler Show, presented by Bud Light, official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Therese Paler is here. We are live from Nick and Jake's on 135th. We're here all the way until 2 o'clock. Hey, guys, make sure you continue to join us. 610 Sports Radio and Bud Light for lunch today as we take the Teres Paler show here on the road at Nick and Jake's as we get ready to talk Chiefs. You and your favorite friends, all your friends being able to talk Chiefs, come enjoy an ice-cold Bud Light or the all-new Kingdom Blonde L now. Mm-hmm. Right now, come check it out. Join it with your friends. Make sure you pick up some Bud Light. Your friends will thank you. Bud Light will thank you. Bud Light, the official sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Therese, the Pittsburgh Steelers are 0-1-1 with a loss at home to the Chiefs, <laughs> a tie to the Browns. Yeah. Is there coming back from this yeah, Pittsburgh? There is. Yeah, I think so. I think, and actually, I'm a, I'll tell you a little better uh, um, later this week because I'm going out to Pittsburgh. On Thursday. Uh-huh. So I'm going to go check that little situation out. There is. <laughs> Look, Mike Tomlin's been doing this a long time. He has the he has the respect of the men in the room. They've got a Hall of Fame quarterback, even though he's on his last legs. Mm-hmm. They still have Antonio Brown. I think at the end of the day, you know, the loss of the Chiefs isn't going to look as bad as you think to those guys. Like, I think the Chiefs are going to light up a lot of teams this year. So they're going to be fine. You know, Bell is going to come back at some point. You know, it's been, a, it's been a disaster for him early on. It, it has been. Just call it for what it is. It is. But, you know, Tomlin has done it. This is not like the Lions over there. You know, this is not like a, a franchise that's never won and doesn't right. know how to win. Right. Yeah. These are the Steelers. They'll be fine. Yeah, they're certainly not the Lions. How about in the AFC West? Do we need to start taking this Denver ball club seriously? No. <laughs> uh, they should have lost that game yesterday. I got no, no. no. Uh, I, just, I don't see it. Like, look. 
Look, yeah, they got Von Miller. And they got a better quarterback than they had, but this is that's a seven, eight, or eight win team if I ever saw one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, whatever the Chiefs' record is this year is going to be at least one game better than the Broncos. I don't see any situation where the Chiefs aren't better than them. So if they go nine and seven, the Chiefs will go ten and six. If they go eleven and five, the Chiefs will go twelve and four. I'm sorry, I just don't see it with those guys. They got a better. I mean, look, do they have Von Miller? Sure, they do. But you know that offense, man. Case Keenum, I'll pass. That doesn't. I'll give me. I need to see way more from those guys before I start taking them serious. This is what I talk about: the weakness of the AFC. Denver has a, probably has a chance to be a wild card team. That I mean, yeah, they're two, they're two and zero. They got a chance to be a wild card team. That's not a playoff. Right. That's right. Right. And I, I think right now Houston's zero two. And Houston's better than those guys. You know, they've just yes. looked horrible, right? But they'll, they'll get it together. Um, I, I think the AFC West is open. It's out there. It's open. And based on what you've seen from Mahomes, if, <laughs> if the Chiefs win the AFC West with this defense, we might be looking at like a Broncos-like streak of like Chiefs domination of this, this division because they're going to win it in 2019 as long as no one gets hurt. And, you know, this is the year for somebody to win the division other than Kansas City. I just, I, I just don't see it. Like, I, I just don't. I can't believe. Well, it sounds like you're saying Los Angeles. That's yeah, it. like I, I want to see the chart. Like, yeah, like That's the chart. It. Yeah, I picked them to win the, season, the division before the year, mm-hmm. and I'll stick with it. But yeah, I mean, I, do I want to see what I need to see more? Yeah. I, I, here's what I will say: They're different when Joey Bosa's healthy. That's a different team when Bosa's good. So he'll be back in a few weeks. He'll be all right, and, they, and then you'll see that team start to get a little bit more toward what we expected at the outset of the season. You mentioned Houston a moment ago. Are we, are we seeing Deshaun Watson come back down to earth for the first time in, like, five yeah. years? Okay, yeah. hold on. I'm going to listen to this. Yeah, no, no, no. And here's the thing. I mean, I, I mean, Ryan, you know this. I picked Watson as my all-juice QB over Mahomes. But what's the one thing that Watson has that Mahomes doesn't? Bill O'Brien. That's actually really funny and true, right? That's you don't have Andy Dan Reid. Okay, what's the I other? Know that much. That's <laughs> fact. And that offensive line, I will say that. Fact. Fact. What's the other thing? Seven games worth of film yes. that what other teams could study, right? Yep. yep. Teams don't know. Hey, you get these defensive coordinators enough time, they'll. I mean, they were able to trick Brett Favre. You know, they were able to trick Joe Montana sometimes. Um, they, they're gonna figure out Mahomes at some point. What you're seeing now is the fact that defensive coordinators had seven games worth of tape on Watson last year, and they got to look at it over the last eight months and figure out how to defend him. He'll figure it out. He's going to be a great quarterback. But these are this is adjustment time. Every young quarterback has to go through it. That's why I keep telling Chiefs fans, like, he's not going to throw 80 touchdowns or no interceptions this no, year. Yeah, There's going to be a three-interception game at some point. There's going to be the, the, gonna be the, the loss – against the team you don't want to lose to, you know, the Andy Reid November loss. That's mm-hmm. coming. You're going to, you guys are going to get upset about it. You know, you, you're going to be like seven-point favorites and you'll lose, and people are going to be like, oh, same old Chiefs. It's not the same old Chiefs because the quarterback is different. Yeah, those two are going to be linked, um, and, and especially for the Chiefs because they had the choice to pick either one of them. And, yeah, right now with Pat and has Andy, you got to give him the edge because – you know, Bill O'Brien. Well, I mean, the Chiefs picked him. Yeah, over. they picked him over. They yeah. got both those guys, and it's not, it's not like they just said, eh, let's take the gunslinger instead. No they, no, they brought them both to the building. They got both those quarterbacks around. They they brought all their decision makers together. 
they interviewed both guys. They tested them on the whiteboard. They figured out which one had better play recall, which one would have an easier time spitting out plays or remember plays and be able to, like, digest Andy Reid's heavy verbiage offense. And they picked Mahomes. That's a big reason why they picked Mahomes. Mahomes was better on the chalkboard. Doesn't mean Watson won't be great. Just means that they, there's a reason they picked Mahomes first. I tell you, I tell you this, though. I don't think the Texans are like, dang, we could have had Mahomes. I think they're like, hey, we're good with Watson. Yeah, oh, yeah. Bear fans, though? I don't know about Bear That's fans. That's idiotic. Mitch think, Trubisky, that think, is just absolutely idiotic. I think Bear fans are a little annoyed right now. A little. I think that they appear to be, Mitch Trubisky I mean, appears to be dreaming to I mean, be Alex Smith. I like on his knees, dreaming. If I could just be Alex Smith, it's not even a dream. Like that's his destiny. Like he's good. Like it's not. You'll be that good. Yeah, I mean that's what he is. He look. He's a big. You know, he's a he's six three. He's got a nice arm. He's a really smart kid. Good recall. Like, but but he's a paint by numbers quarterback. He wants the offense defined for him. Pat don't care. We could go out on that field and Rockhurst and throw Pat out there without play call or verbiage, and he'd make plays. He don't need that. You know, it just it's, it comes down to your mentality. You know, that's the difference. Hey, here's the thing. Ryan Pace has done actually a really nice job, like, giving Trubisky everything he could need to be good. I mean, it, listen, he they upgraded all these skill weapons. Mm-hmm. He's got more than enough. The offensive line is probably better than the Chiefs. And they gave him an offensive coordinator and Mark Helfrick and a coach. And Matt Nagy, that I really like, and is going to try to play up his strengths. But my issue was they tried to speed up their timeline because Trubisky's not ready to win yet. Mm-hmm. By trading for Mac, you sped up your timeline and gave up your picks. See, you said something earlier, and I know we're going to the NFL, but I, that's, that's I okay. got to tie this here. Okay. You ahead. said something earlier. See, if the Chiefs could have the Bears-type off oh uh, offseason defensively, like yes. if they had yes. that type of offensive or that type of offseason defensively, and you said they got the money, and they're gonna this have means it. they're going to have to let some folks gonna, go, they're right? Gonna, they're gonna and, and, and I just and I'm trying out. to figure because if they can have that, I'm with you. And, and also, like, remember, you went heavy on defense in this draft. All those guys are rookies. Rookies stink. I rookies always speaks of scaring me. Like, rookies always stink. Give him an offseason with Barry Rubin and watch what happens. Like, I, I told you guys, I told you guys that rookies were going to stink. You I told it. you guys a month ago that none of these guys are going to be good because they don't know what they're looking at yet. And they need to get with the NFL conditioning. And it, it just takes time. But my point is this. Not only can they have a Bears-type offensive defensively, offensive off-season defensively, Mm -hmm. how about this? Therese Paylor will make the prediction. Uh They will. They will. And And you you said they got enough money. I'm trying to figure figure, that out. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. (laughs) There's things that they can do. And they're going to probably draft defense heavily again, along with offensive linemen. I got no problem with that. And it will be better. It will be better on defense next year. Right now, though, you know, the only thing they can really do to make the experience better for Chiefs fans is, is, is not let Orlando Scandrick wear 22. That just, that's tough. Well, it seems that's, like that's he's hell been on cause, doing Because you know what it does, like, and I'm, I'm making a joke, but, like, all it does is, like, remind people of Marcus Peters. And that, like, really annoys a lot of people. Until that pisses he moves. a lot of people off. Until he moves. <laughs> Marcus, he Peters, moves. Marcus Peters, by the way, who I picked to be defensive player of the year. Come on now. <laughs> I, I, Marcus you. Peters is playing for money this year, and he's in L.A., I, I saw Marcus Peters at the game in Oakland last week. Come on now. I, I, hate, I maybe I mentioned this last week, but Marcus Peters is a happy man as a as a Ram. He's <laughs> he's very very happy. Let's just say that he's happy to be in Los Angeles. He's gonna have a great season. Therese, one more from the AFC. What did the Jaguars prove with that win 
over New England. Are, are they? Is it New England, Jacksonville? Yes, I think so. The Jaguars had a defense to beat the Patriots, but whether or not they beat the Patriots will always come down to whether or not Blake Bortles can right. make enough throws to win. Yep. Now, I don't really don't care if he does in a week two. It's a nice start, but he's going to have to do it in the playoffs. I will say this. Pretty good sign he beat Pittsburgh on the road in the playoffs last year. And put up not 40. A, not a bad sign. He is a talented guy. I, I, You know, there is a part of me that wonders, like, do we, like, give up on guys too fast? Like, we've all rushed to just say he stinks. And he's earned that, honestly. But how old is he? Like, 25 or something? Mm-hmm. 26? I mean, yeah. we've seen bad quarterbacks win the Super Bowl before. That's happened. Seems like it happens once every five years. So, I wouldn't rule out the Jaguars getting to the Super Bowl because the Patriots have been the last two. You very rarely see teams go three years in a row. Your chance to get your questions answered by Therese Paler coming up at 145. Get them in right now. Pepper Jack's Grill, famous Philly text line, 69306. Also find us on Twitter at 610SportsKC. Take on Therese in 15 minutes, but when we get back, what does the Chiefs' first loss look like and how much of it to blame will the defense be? All of it. The Therese Paler Show, presented by Bud Light, official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. It is uh, the Therese Paler Show, presented by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. We are live from Nick and Jake's on 135th. Therese Paler is here. You will, uh, he'll answer your questions coming up in 15 minutes. Yahoo Sports senior NFL writer. This is the final Therese Paler show at 1 o'clock. Moving forward for the rest of the season, it'll be 6 p.m. each and every yes, Monday sir. night right here on your football station, 610 Sports Radio. John's Big Deck next week. Had some good times there. Oh, yeah? Oh, nice. yeah. What about you, Therese? You some good times I, I do. There? I have. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy John's Big Deck. Yeah, I've got <laughs> Wasted it, John. <laughs> all right, all right. My wife's not listening. Therese, what does the first loss for the Chiefs look like? Because right now, for many Chiefs fans, it's hard to imagine being oh, yeah. outscored. I mean, all it takes is a few interceptions. You know what I mean? It, it'll be some offensive mistakes and the defense not stopping anybody. That's all. It'll be a couple interceptions, including one in the red zone, and the demons is not stopping anybody. That's all it takes. I wonder, is there a way for the defense to improve because the secondary is what it is and the pass rush seems to be getting no. worse no like you know what the, the the funny thing about it is if you have a bad defense like the best way to like win games is to do what they're doing and people don't want to hear that because they just want to decide they hate bob sutton right i can't really blame them but I, I i will say this if you think you're talent deficient on defense the way you win games is by playing bend but don't break which is what they do which is take away the deep plays, you play guys deep, you, you flood zones with guys, and you mm. concede the pass rush, you let teams march to the red zone, and then you tighten things up, and then call your special stuff. That's actually what they do. Mm. So, hey, no one's going to tell you that because everybody just wants to say he sucks. Like, that, like no one's going to tell you that that's the scheme when you don't think that you have enough, the defensive players, that that's what you do. But I'm going to tell you that because I know the game. Like that's that's what you do when you don't think your defensive players are good enough. I think you're right on that, but I think he also sucks. I just I do I do. But no, I, I, no, I'm serious because I it I, is so interesting to me with Andy. Andy and their offense can be so um, 
progressive. Progressive. They can understand adjustments and switch things up. Even Dave Tobe yesterday, he said, they come into the game, I know they're going to try to take Tyreek. Let me let me do something as an adjustment to take advantage of it. How come Bob Sutton can't do anything? I'll play, you I'll said play it double. last week. You I'll, said, you know what, Lando is better as a cover two corner. How come they can't play cover two sometimes? I, they do. Something. They do. I'll play devil's advocate for you on this. They do. Like the, the the problem is like when you get really aggressive and creative, and your talent's not good, you about to give up forty. Now you could just come back to me, show and say you're giving up forty anyway. You could say that, going. right? That's what I'm saying. Um, so maybe they do become more aggressive. The problem is that this this is the ultimate performance league. I keep saying it. I want you guys to like use it and understand it and embrace it. The NFL is about Jimmy and Joes, not X's and O's. Okay. Except for Belichick. Except for Belichick. Well, he has some help. Uh, teams like to posit that. Um, look, the point is this. At the end of the day, this defense is not getting any better until they get more talent on that side of the ball. That was a evaluation failure. You could argue, I wonder if it's a development failure. Like they've, they've drafted talented guys. Some of them haven't developed. Now, there's some of that, too. You got That's some of that's on the coaching staff. And you want to put that on the defensive coordinator or the specific position coaches, you can do that. Don't think it was a coincidence. Some of them got broomed out last offseason. Remember? We don't talk about that, but this is a new defensive coach, new position coaches. Those guys were uncertain. They were they, they decided to move on yeah. this offseason. That's part of the reason why. So, you know, just remember, there's always more to these decisions that get made than just, eh, this guy stinks. The NFL is not black and white. It's gray. This is why this stuff. Now, here's what I will tell you. I will tell you this. If the Chiefs have Wade Phillips as the defensive coordinator, were they better off last season? I'll just shut yep. up now. And more importantly, is Marcus Peters a, still a Chief? Maybe. I'll just shut up now. Yeah. Well, I, hang on, I, hang on, I, hang on. I got to ask this because now, I mean, what I just hear is that there's a correlation between Bob Sutton still being here and Marcus Peters no longer being here. Well, the correlation is that Marcus is, like, really honest. And, I mean, this was reported and this was, I mean, we saw him unleashed on the sidelines, didn't we? Yes. Right? And he, we saw him yell at him on the sidelines. I want to stop covering the team's fourth receiver. Right. <laughs> no, so, like, the, 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 the thing I'm alluding to is what we've already said and what we've already reported. He was annoyed by the defensive scheme. Like, he was clearly not happy because of the scheme, right? It, it just was clear. And I, Marcus is just too honest to not, like, not, like, make be demonstrative like that, right? Like, when he believes in the scheme, he's cool. He's, was he going to talk back to Wade Phillips? No. Aqib Talib is right there with him. Aqib Talib, Talib's the same way. They're honest. And you want your defensive players to have some of that. Yeah, I, I, I think there is. I guess what I'm trying to let me just say this. Let me say this. I think what I'm trying to say is that Marcus Peters was acting out last year. And we know he was acting out because he was. Let's look at the Giants tape. He was, he was annoyed by that whole thing. He was annoyed by this. He wasn't just like out there doing that for no reason. He was annoyed by the scheme. But the scheme was the scheme because they didn't have enough talent. Uh, and how do you not choose the talent? Uh, go ahead. I, and get, go ahead. I, I mean, no. I, no, I hear you. I, I will say this. I, oh. I think Speaks and Passanio may have a chance to get better. I'm talking better than back-to-back pancakes in, uh, in big-time pass rushes. Mm-hmm. I think Speaks by week 16 – or week 12 can be better. I think Passigno can be – that's where I'm banking. Secondary, no way. 
Uh, uh, nothing. I, just, just nothing that's going Speaks. to grow from there. Hell, even you know, I'll take that. Maybe Steven Nelson getting reps Listen. can get better. I'm trying. Speaks I is really not. Am. I don't. I really. Here's I what I'll say. I don't think Speaks is like an air rusher. Like of a course stand not. Up, like a stand up. Like he looks like Tyson Jackson. He's he's gonna play Allen Bailey's position when Bailey probably moves on this off season. So then that's what, what they drafted him for. Did they? Because I kept hearing a comparison to Tom Bahali, and I was mystified by that because I've not seen that. Well, here's the thing. It's not, like, completely crazy. Like, if he loses 10 pounds or 15 pounds and gets his sick shape, he can do it. But, like, you don't know what you're going to get with the player when he reports. Okay. So, like, you get the player, you draft the player based on the tape you see. Then the player shows up, and it's like, okay, how do we use him? He can either be a five-tech, which is the Bailey position, or he can be a stand-up edge So let's see where he best fits based on his body. This offseason is going to come, and the Chiefs coaching staff is going to sit him down and say, listen, we need you to do this. We need your body to look like this. You need to, like, work diligently toward doing that. And if he does it, he's going to be a good player. If he doesn't, there's going to be a lot of pressure on him. To There's going to be a lot of criticism and pressure of him. That's it. But to criticize a rookie now that's probably playing a little out of position, you know, I mean, you can do it. Yeah, it's not his fault. No, I mean, it's not his fault that they drafted him to say we need. Because this is my thing, and this is the frustration I have is, all right, this isn't. This is not hindsight. You knew there are two major problems on the defense coming into this year. They just so happen to be the most important things that you need to stop on defense. You knew the secondary was a problem, and you knew the lack of pressure was a problem. And they sat down together and said, Dave Emerson, Fuller, and Steve Nelson, let's go. Huh? No, no. Here's and why, they didn't though. draft a corner into the sixth round. Well, I think they would have taken Josh Jackson if he was available. I mean, they, they had. I think they probably had the same grade on both those guys. And I just, look, Jackson's a good player. He's like, very good player. But here's the thing: you got to remember too, though, right? You can't. This isn't Madden. You can't just go trade for guys to fix a team in the offseason. And I'm not saying you're saying that, show. I'm, I'm saying that for anybody who thinks that you can do both. You know what they decided was more important than fixing the defense this offseason? Getting investing a lot of money to make sure that you have this really fun fake offense for this quarterback that you've invested a lot of money in, because. They spent a lot of money on Sammy Watkins, and they, that would have bought three average defensive players. Well, congratulations. Now it's the number 24 defense instead of number 30. Like, that, no, they went and got a guy that they thought could make this a generational historic offense. That makes sense. But you can't fix everything in one offseason. You can't. So well, they made the decision, hey, let's get this offense squared away. Let's make sure this quarterback, who all of our jobs are lying on now, yeah. is best prime mm-hmm. for success. It, that's smart, in my opinion. That's what you do. Like I told you, like I told you in January, this was always going to be a two-year type deal. This defense was going to need two years to kind of become good, and it's going to be some tough times this year. Well, if they if, if they thought Patrick needed a Sammy Watkins, then there's no way they thought Patrick was this guy because this Patrick that we've seen through mm. two weeks doesn't need, need Sammy Watkins. Need that's not true. Mm. That's not true at all. Okay. You want a generational offense, right? Right. You have to make sure that you give them generational players. Like the greatest show on turf was the greatest show on turf because of Marshall Falk, Isaac Bruce, and Torrey Holt. By the way, your number two receiver, wasn't he coming off an Achilles injury? Right? But doesn't that, that, that's, a yeah. two, that's a two-year oh, injury, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, my bad. So, no, 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 that's all right. But it's a two-year injury, right? So, all of a sudden, okay, I'm glad you said that. Let's say, let's say Conley's Achilles did not respond well to treatment. Team see Tyree Hill, they're like, dang, we got to take care of this guy. 
Cool. Safety cleared all the way out, right? Now you all you got to do is worry about Travis Kelsey and Kareem Hunt. And guess what? Guess what? You can take away Kelsey and Hunt at the same time by stacking the box and putting a guy over Kelsey and jamming him. Now all of a sudden you got numbers in the box and you're jamming Kelsey. The trick is having the triumvirate of weapons, of skill position weapons. That's the mm. trick. That's what makes it unstoppable. I know why they did it. And you felt, and I, it's just hard for me to get to the point of top five wide receiver money to have that happen. That that that's it for me. It's to to go one on one. That no. that's it for me. Oh, so you, have you, oh, so there's been a little Watkins shade on this program. That's what it sounds like to me. It's, it's not, not shade. It's, it's, not shade. It's, it's not understanding dropping that cash for that receiver when this quarterback has been told and appears through two weeks to have the talent to make others better. And I and, and listen, and I didn't know we, we had this Tyreek Hill either. Like, this Tyreek Hill is even better than I've even suspected. Like, to me, even if you shade coverage, we watch it in the Steelers game, he was still open I mean, you're, at yeah, times. Like, I mean, I, I, but now you're completely taken away. Teams could really be able to take away Ty and, and Kels. And I'm sorry. Like, there is a there's a tangible difference between – Sammy Watkins, who's going to roast any number two cornerback, literally any number two cornerback, he'll roast him as long as he's healthy. And, like, would you get a nice season out of Chris Conley? Maybe. Would you get a nice season out of Demarcus Robinson? Robinson? Maybe. But this is different. Like, you're going to see – one other thing I would tell you, too. Like, Chris Conley does have some, like, possession receiver type mm-hmm. skills. Mm-hmm. And maybe they don't sign Sammy Watkins if he never snaps his Achilles. Right? Like, maybe you don't do that. But, like, that's a two-year injury, man. And, by the way, that happened in October last year, right. which means that he might not have – had he not responded well to the treatment, he might not – I mean, he might be somebody that was really struggling to get open. I, I get why they did it. This guy has a chance. Sammy Watkins is going to see single coverage all season. He's a slant ball yep. specialist. He's a possession guy. He can beat defenses in multiple ways. And the reason, like, his number doesn't really affect you is because this is the number you will be paying Alex. Because Patrick what, McCombs doesn't make anything. He doesn't yeah. make anything. It's just for me. They were a top seven offense last year, and a and Mahomes is much better than Smith, and they didn't have that guy. <laughs> this Mahomes that we're seeing, and that Tyreek Hill is better I, than the one last year. I mean, but I think that having Watkins also is part of the reason we're not talking about the the offensive line anymore. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're covering a lot of mistakes having these skill players, man. Having a quarterback like this and this triumvirate of skill players, you're covering a lot of mistakes up front. You know, those guys are going to be eating pretty good and living pretty good this year. Text I get line. it. You know what? The year to, like, really cre- – <laughs> the year <laughs> the year this is going to be bad is, like, next year because they'll probably have to pay Ty after the season. $40 million. And now, you, now you're talking about – Two receivers, $40 it, million. It, but, no, but, like, the actual cap number would be, like, 16 for Watkins. And, like, Ty's would probably be, like, eight or something his first year, so 24. Okay, well, you can cut Watkins in 2020 and save money. You'll be all right. I, I get why they did it. It was protection. It was prote- By the way, Tyreek Hill's a little guy. Tyreek Hill gets hurt, and all of a sudden, now you really don't have nothing out there. But Watkins is, Watkins is signing his injury insurance to any of the triumvirate receivers. Texting your questions right now. Pepper Jack's Grill, famous Philly text line 69306. Your chance to take on Therese next. The Therese Taylor Show. What's to do? At the Therese Paler Show, presented by Bud Light, official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Next week, and every week thereafter, 6 o'clock, every, every Monday week. night, right here on your football station, 
610 Sports Radio. Hey, man, let me just say this. You're going to be able to take it to the bank every week, Monday night, 6 p.m. Unless Yahoo's got me covering a Monday night football game, I'm going to be there. Come after work. Let's have some fun. Chat me up. This is my city. I love Kansas City. I've been mm. here 12 years. I'm a Detroit guy. I still rep Detroit teams, but this is my home away from home, and I'm very happy here. So come Monday nights, chop it up with me, Show and Vern, for the Therese Paler Show. This is going to be a lot of fun. And it's one of the things that I'm doing to stay in touch with my roots, even though I cover the whole league. I love this city. I'm always going to cover the Chiefs. Come join us every Monday. Make Damn, sure that got me going. I'm sorry. I'm ready to go. Make sure you read his piece at Yahoo Sports on Patrick Mahomes. Follow him on Twitter at Therese Paler, and make sure you're checking out the Yahoo NFL podcast. Hey, coming up at 2 o'clock, the drive with uh, C-Dot and Fanning. Joe Mays, Sean Barber, Monday afternoon linebacker coming up in studio at 3 o'clock. All right, let's, uh, your chance to take on Therese from the A16, Therese. We talked about this defense. Does Eric Berry elevate the play of the rest of this defense, and can he make it? Okay, go he ahead. He does. He absolutely. He and I'd, I'd be interested to know what you think, though, too, show. Um, you too, Vern. Like, I think I think he makes them from, like, the 30th defense to, like, 24, you know, 23. And, and let me say this. What if it's, like, 2016 Eric Berry, you know? Well, that's, that's a difference that's, maker. Right. That's, you know, that's pretty special. And plus, like, his ability to rally guys and lead them. It's like um, I think I used the FIFA 18 reference last week. Like, you, if you have, like, a leader of men trait guy, like, everybody else's defense, like, their overalls go up by plus one, that's what having Eric Berry is like. He'd make a big difference. But it, it's got to be a 2016 version. I, the honest to God truth is that the defense needs so much help. I mean, it, it could be, like, a diminished version of that. He'd still be pretty helpful. He'd yeah. still be their biggest playmaker, too. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the way that Eric Murray was looking at times yesterday. Oh, yes. Um, also from the 816, Therese, uh, break down the Jaguars, ways the Chiefs can expose that uh, that stifling defense, which is coming in week four. I mean, I'd need to, like, sit down and watch the 22 of them. Um, this is a team that's difficult to move the ball against um, in, in general. Like, I don't I – don't, I don't, I'll tell you this, no one's blocking 93. No one's blocking Calais Campbell on this offensive line. Yeah, Fowler was Calais, looking bad yesterday. Yannick Ngakwe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. Let's do it then. Let's do it. Fine. Uh, Calais Campbell's not getting blocked. Yannick Ngakwe, eh, you know, Mitchell Swartz pretty good in pass protection. He'll be all right. But somebody between Fowler and Ngakwe, one of them guys is going to eat. Um, I can't wait to Miles see Miles Jack is good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Miles Jack is good. Like, Miles Jack is legit. He covers a lot of round. Uh, uh, Telvin Smith actually is my favorite. Telvin Smith's are really good. That's their inside linebackers. They're stacked at every level. Their cornerback duo is as good as I've seen in a long time. I mean, you just need five minutes before getting to that I know, I know. Duo. They're to in Ramsey. trouble. I can't wait to see Ramsey. And here's the thing. A.J. Boye is one of the most underrated corners in football. He might even have better feet than Ramsey. And Ramsey's an elite guy. So the problem is, like, the, the Jaguars are specifically designed to beat this Chiefs offense. They can do it. Boye doesn't need help on Watkins at all. And Ramsey, Ramsey versus Hill is a show. Yeah, but even hands on him. Hooky, hook, cook. Hill can even cook Ramsey a little oh, yes. bit. But Hill had, if you give Ramsey help, it's over. That's how good Ramsey is. If he gets like, his hands on him. So now it's going to be, now you're looking at Watkins is locked up. Kelsey, uh, 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 Hill's going to have a hard time. Kelsey, 
He'll eat a little bit. Yeah, Kelsey eat. Jack. But here's the problem. Both of the Jaguars linebackers can run. Yeah, Tillman Smith and Miles Jack can run. Miles Jack actually might be able to take away here. Kelsey one-on-one. Now what? You got to run the ball. And do you like the Chiefs run blocking offensive line against that front with Calais Campbell? Who's blocking Calais? They, here's what you're going to be banking on, Chiefs fans, when that game comes up here in early October. 1-5, standing back there, shrugging off a guy and throwing bullets. Big That's play. what you're hoping for. And he's going to do it a little bit. <laughs> From the 6-6-0, Therese, what, after two weeks, is this team ceiling? Oh, I love that question. That's good. So I picked them to go 8-8 eight eight this season. They're, they're probably, they might do a little better than that show, mm-hmm. maybe nine wins. But we, you and I both know that Andy Reid, midseason slump's coming when teams have figured him out. And, like, he kind of plays possum for a while before he tries to show his good stuff again later in the season. I'm hip to Andy's game. I know what he's doing. It's not like he becomes an idiot or something. They're, they're, they, they, they know what they're doing. He doesn't call his good stuff to the end of the season rolls along. Yeah, I just. Um, I, that's coming. What's this team ceiling? I mean, it's the Andy Reid team, man. If everything goes right, they can win 10 games. They can win the division. Cool. If everything goes right. But am I picking them to do that? No, I'm staying with 8-8. Eight because I, I want to see how they react in that two-week stretch where they face Jacksonville one week. Jacksonville's going to beat them up. Jacksonville's going to have a Pittsburgh-like effect on this team. You can take that to the bank. To the Cause, bank. Because their offensive line is that. big and strong, and they're going to beat up the Chiefs' defensive line too. So the Chiefs' defense, the, the Chiefs offense is going to get beat up by the Jaguars' defense. Jaguars' offensive line is going to beat the Chiefs' defense up. Then the next week they got to face the, the, the Patriots. And guess what that means? Bill Belichick. Bill. And guess what that means? Uh, him and Ernie Adams and all his – Consigliere guys that have info that they shouldn't have are going to have <laughs> they're going to have schemes that can defeat Patrick Mahomes that they're going to put on tape that the next three defensive coordinators are going to be able to see. That's true. That's going to be this. That's going to that's going to be where this season changes. Real, real quick, I, you're talking about the, the swoon when people figure out Andy. I, I've always thought like, how different is it though with 15? And 10 oh, it's way different. They're they're like Andy. Andy different. in the second half of the seasons with with Alex used to have to out scheme yes. wins the entire way. Fifteen and ten he seems like they throws. can break out schemes. I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Like yes, that's why having fifteen is important. That's why having the Rogers type, the 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 guy who can pull these kind of throws out his tail matter. Like that's why that matters. Cause all these these X's and O's and all this stuff goes out the window sometimes because he's yeah. doing stuff he's not supposed to do. Here's the thing. Even if teams know what you're about to run, they still got to play too deep as long as everybody's healthy. They still have to account for Ty. They still have to account for Sammy Watkins, even if they know what's coming. And if you're talking about even counting boxes, they, you could tell them you're running inside zone and they're not going to be able to hold you to under four yards of carry. That's the key, man. Like That's why having this guy is so important. And that's why, like, Chiefs fans just need to hope that this is real. I think it is. But you just got to hope. If this is a real thing, how special this is going to be for Chiefs fans. I think we end it right there. Therese, another Therese Paler show in the book. We'll do it against mon- next Monday, 6 o'clock, right here on 610 Sports Radio. John's Thanks, as always. Awesome. Thank you. This has been the Therese Paler Show, presented by Bud Light, official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs on 610 Sports Radio.